Tom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Philadelphia's Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, WPHT, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Dom time. Now, Dom Giordano. All right, we have Dom's Money Melody coming up, and uh, we have gotten some great... I'm glad how this worked out. All-time phenom, natural, in honor of the retirement of Mickey Mantle, 1969. Tomorrow, since it's leap year, not as much on our calendars, but one of the members of our local version of the squad, uh, Dan calls it the practice squad, I call it the JV squad, uh, the Blondes. You got Susan Wilde out there in the Lehigh Valley. Of course, the head, the Dean of Decency. Uh, you have Mary Gay Scanlon over in Delaware County. And you have the Houlihan out there in Chester County. Listen to what uh, Representative Houlihan said that it's last night, her experience on this vote on Ukraine and money for Ukraine. It's not an exaggeration to say. It's 1939 all over again. Last evening when I left votes, it was dark and it was raining, and I was uh, intercepted by some people with Ukrainian flags, and one held a sign that said, it's 1939 again. And it really struck me uh, and literally brought tears to to my uh, eyes because it really genuinely is and not an exaggeration to say that it's 1939 again. Okay, now we have a rule here. And sometimes, you know, in the heat of it, people violate it and all that. I don't know that I violated that much because it's kind of my rule. Just like in um, the side question, we go for things that are a little bit lighter, you know, not uh, no Trump answers, no Nazi stuff. You can't compare stuff to 1939. You just cannot do it. It's like comparing to the Holocaust. Now, you could say the situation is dire in Ukraine, and what we're seeing here, if they don't get the aid, we've seen it. I wonder how many people listening say this is the same thing as Hitler, and we're back in 1939. I, I don't know that uh, she played it out anymore or that she could defend that. Do the constituents out there in Chester County, I mean, I'm looking at the polling, why is it that people... There's no explanation from the other side on this. Why is it that people have grown tired of how much we put into Ukraine? Is it just Trump? Is it the Russian propaganda? What is it that has obviously the majority of people saying we've done enough, the Europeans do it, etc. Let's not even get involved in unending wars. Why are the majority clearly there? Now, it's a close call. It's not a deep majority that think that. Or is Holyhan right out there in a place like Chester County? They're going to buy. It's 1939 all over again. And if we don't, then that, that presupposes what we have to do is we have to go all out, $60 billion, drop in the bucket. Otherwise, it's Hitler on the march, and here we go again. I just think you can get emotional over this. You can be looking for the killer punch. You might be frustrated. But comparing this to 1939 all over again, is that kind of similar to comparing Trump to Hitler? All right, so it's 855-839-1210. That's how you get on board. 
AT&T and Verizon Wireless, you just push pound 1210. Now, my guilty of it, I don't hear Houlihan. I've never heard her talk about what I do. What I see is the existential threat. I have evidence of that. Red China, that's where the threat is. Not that Russia, not that Putin is not an enemy, not that he is just a ruthless killer, but the powerhouse of devastation for the world is China. Look at the Wuhan virus. Look at something as simple. The now president of the Philadelphia 76ers, Daryl Morey, is an executive in Houston. All he does is end a short email with Free Hong Kong, and they go wild on the NBA. The NBA tells us to shut up. There's a lot of money here. Charles Barkley, LeBron James, and others. Showing their power over something as simple as kind of a throwaway line by a basketball executive. So, you know, that is something to be to take notice of, the power that China has. Would she say the same thing, but she call them an existential threat, or would she say they're an adversary? So she's saying that Russia is an enemy, is an all-out enemy. They are an existential threat to the world here. That's what they're saying. President Trump has landed in Texas. Not sure how long it's going to take him to get to the border, but uh, that's where we are at this point to have doing. uh, If he uh, speaks, he's at the Del Rio International Airport. I don't think that's that far away. We will uh, we'll bring you that and uh, comment on it. One other thing. Josh Shapiro initiated this week this task force, so-called task force, with his Republican stooge, Al Schmidt, former Republican, rhino extraordinaire. Remember the guy in 2020 who didn't think it should be transparent in showing us the vote at the convention center in downtown Philadelphia? Well, the Republicans have responded to this. The uh, Republican leader, Brian Cutler, and I think he makes a good point about the announcement of this election threats task force, which is heavy, he says, with military and law enforcement. He says the greatest threat to Pennsylvanians having confidence in our election are a state Supreme Court that willfully refuses to follow the plain language of Pennsylvania's election laws as enacted by the Pennsylvania General Assembly, a Pennsylvania Department of State that has a history of offering conflicting, confusing, and last-minute election guidance that purposely sows chaos, confusion, discord into the election process, and a Democratic Party that has proudly refused to embrace even the most universally supported election security measures that would increase confidence in our election process by requiring Pennsylvanians to show ID identification each time they vote. Then he says a line I really like, by turning our elections into a military and law enforcement exercise, Governor Shapiro completely misses the point of election security and his administration's role in conducting free, safe, and secure elections. Pennsylvanians do not need a show of arms to feel confident and our election system. They need our laws to be implemented as designed, properly interpreted, and uniformly enforced. Just one caveat, just one thing to add to this. This takes me back 
to 2020, I was listening to the great Mark Levin on the way home from somewhere, and a state representative called in, and Levin said what Cutler said here, except he added something that Cutler is not willing to do, and then we may get him on the show tomorrow. We'll see. And that is, he said, he's right, the power is in the legislature. Why then would the legislature follow what the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court has engaged in? They don't get to set these election laws, nor stooges like Al Schmidt, the Secretary of State. Kathy Bookbar was the previous Secretary of State who got kicked out of her job because she was so busy pushing Biden over the finish line. She didn't publicize, as she must do by law, a change in the Constitution to help victims of sexual abuse. You may remember that. So Cutler's right, but these Democrats are saying, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And Mark Levin laid out the case for what the legislature could do since they're the ones that are constitutionally right and have the power. They should enforce the election laws since they get to set them. Now, that would take a lot. You know what they'd be accused of. Oh, man. But here comes Shapiro again, right? Shoving it down our throat, the military being brought in, and the uh, law enforcement. And what are they enforcing? Are they going to come to Philadelphia and stop people from being kicked out that are poll watchers? No. I told Laura Trump, and I'll tell you again, you want to have poll watchers there in Philadelphia. They need not only lawyers with them showing their credentials of why they're allowed to be there watching the polls, but they need guys with no necks protecting them. That's what you need. They had a court order in 2020, you may remember, to go in and see the vote being counted. And they used the Philadelphia police and others to stop them. I said that Trump should have used his forces. He had a court order. Our guest tomorrow, Linda Kern. Stand, um, Henry, is she on at 1230? Do you have that? You remember? I know that Van Drew's 1 o'clock tomorrow. Linda Kern's what time? Okay, we'll check on it. Okay, I know she's booked, though. We'll make sure on that. I think it's 12.30. And we'll talk with her about this uh, whole operation and what she's doing. She got a win in Delaware this past week around this. But Cutler's right. We want people to have confidence in the elections. We don't want to have a replay of 2020. All right? Uh, We talked yesterday with the Montgomery County Commissioner, the new Republican. And he was good, but he's just been on the job for a while. He was a little bit unclear. It's got to be clear as far as the law tells me. you got to keep counting the vote. You can't say we don't have enough people. We've given you the money to hire them. They're tired. They've counted the vote for seven or eight hours, whatever it is. It's one o'clock in the morning. No, you don't stop counting the vote. Once that happens, in a close election particular, all hell breaks loose. We went through that before. I think I was on with Rich at that point. And the vote counting stopped. I was like, oh, man, here we go. Yeah, You know, that Trump was ahead. Look, their vote was more mail-in ballot overwhelmingly. We know that. But if you want to be like Caesar's wife here and keep this up, this notion that everything is fair, you got to just keep counting the vote. I don't care if it's four o'clock in the morning. That's when team B comes in or three o'clock or two, whatever it is. 
That's what you got to engage in. All right, I'd love to get your reaction to that at 855-839-1210 because that is a sore point here. Uh, Mark Levin was right. I mean, we have it, uh, we have it archived. I'll play it at some point. He had the formula for what they should have done then because Shapiro is saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to shove it down your throat with the military. Who, who's going after anybody here? You're stopping our right to vote. No. We are stopping the Philadelphia way, where they do whatever they want, including kicking poll watchers out that are legitimately supposed to be there, of making up threats from the Russians. They're starting up already again because they know how close this is going to be. And that's why every vote counts. That's why mail-in balloting, the whole thing. All right, let me go to Mike and Langhorn. Mike, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Mike, uh, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. No, no cap. Thank you, Dom. I appreciate it. Uh, when you mentioned today's call, uh, today's question, first person that came to my mind was Jim Thorpe. I don't think there's any athlete that has more God-given talent. Yeah, um, you know the film, the famous film. I forget, Burt Lancaster plays it, I think. They go to a track meet. He was Native American. There's one other guy yeah. with him. There's 16 events, and they say, what does he do? And I think they said the mile. And then they go to Jim Thorpe. What does he do? Everything else. Oh, my God. (laughs) Greatest athlete, uh, the greatest athlete of the first half of the century up to 1950 was Jim Thorpe. All right, that's a good one. Alexander the Great, Mozart, Jim Thorpe. That's kind of an unusual list. All right, we'll get more. Give me a reaction, though, to what uh, Cutler is saying here. And uh, the Inquirer and the others, they think, well, that's all Shapiro's doing. He's telling you you're not going to bother voters. Who's bothering voters here? Where do they get them? The Russians coming? 855-839-1210. No, it's the Chinese that are coming over the border. All right, right now, though, it is time for... It's Dobbs Money Melody. All right, today we're uh, playing for a pair of tickets to the 8th Annual Bucks Blues Explosion on April 5th at the Zlock Performing Arts Center on the campus of Bucks County Community Cop in uh, Newtown, Pennsylvania. For tickets and more information, you visit bucks.edu slash tickets. Again, this is a wonderful facility and a big event. All right, Henry, what do you have today? All right, so a natural himself on February 29th, 1958, Frank Sinatra's 14th studio album, Come Fly With Me, began a five-week run atop the Billboard 200, featuring its now iconic title track, Penned, by, or penned for Sinatra by Sammy Kahn and Jimmy Van Hoisen, uh, the album was designed to take listeners on a musical trip around the world. What is the name of this legendary track I'm about to play? By the old moon main pagoda Boy, you guys are chintzy here with the lyrics. Let's hear that one more time. By the old moon main pagoda. That's a, that's hey, this that's was at wild. the directive of Dan. Okay, to yeah, play I hear that you. little. I mean, yeah, I get you, but I'm saying I don't I think I know a lot of Sinatra. That's a the yeah. old moon pagoda. I played more than he wanted me to. Too, oh, there so. Thank you for that. Yeah, he gets to be crazy when he's not here. All right. So we're looking for the name of the song. 
Yes. Yeah, okay. I have the pagoda and all is in my head going around the world. All right. Uh, hit us with the name of that song, and uh, you may, uh, you'll may you get a pair of tickets to the Blues Explosion. You'll be the winner of the day. 855-839-1210. Where's all the money gone? Show me the money. That's right. We're going to play you the clue. Listen, be close to the radio here because uh, it's very, very short. We're looking for the name of this Sinatra song. By the old moon main pagoda. What a weird lyric, Mike. Yeah. Man, right? A natural Sinatra. Yeah, the voice is obviously one of a kind. Uh, Mike in Philly on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Mike, good afternoon. What's the name of that song? Is it On the Road to Mandalay? Somebody here at Sleep of the Sea. Yes, it is. All right, Mike. Enjoy the blues explosion. Nice work by you. On the Road to Mandalay. Man, the the lyrics, though. Uh, I don't know how he got it. That's a tough one. Yeah, but I mean, singing this, people actually think of the old moon pagoda. Yeah, right? Talk about just thrown together to make this we're going around the world uh, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mike is a winner today. And again, he's off to the uh, Zlock Theater. We'll do it again tomorrow, April 5th, on the campus of Bucks County Community College. For tickets and more information, visit bucks.edu slash tickets. So... Uh, I think President Trump might speak before the show's over. If not, we'll have full coverage tomorrow. Uh, Biden it seems to be coming a little bit later. Uh, and uh, he, uh, you know, the rumors out there, he's going to say issue some executive order on something. I don't think he's going to do that. Uh, the uh, story today, too, that's moving stuff. This likes another Hamas um, made-up story that Israel's responsible for another atrocity. And uh, maybe amazingly, given the constituency out there in Montgomery County, do they not pay attention? The dean of decency is demanding a total ceasefire, not a intermittent ceasefire, but a total ceasefire. Doesn't like Netanyahu, doesn't like what he's doing, going after Hamas. and. Uh, Montgomery County, the Enquirer says, has about 42,000, 43,000 self-identified Jewish households. And that's a lot of her district. So you're seeing this. Uh, she is, uh, she's living large, Madeline Dean, because she believes she's in a safe district. They all do. They believe they're in the suburbs. They can go toward the more radical side of the Democrat Party. They're not even pretending anymore. And she particularly is out of control. So we'll see if there's any backlash here of people saying, what about October 7th? We cannot continue to have any kind of threat from Hamas. And what she's saying from her mansions, both here and at the shore apparently is, oh yeah, you can. Suck it up. You're not going to do what you have to do to take them out. We don't like that. So forget about all that October 7 stuff. You're Netanyahu. You're a conservative. We don't like you. All right, 855-839-1210. Uh, you get on board. AT&T, 
and Verizon Wireless, you push pound 1210. Uh, the uh, king of hair, Phil Murphy, after that ludicrous joke he tried to tell during his budget speech, went on TV. This is cut 14 again. I played this near the top of the show. It's just illustrative of Murphy throwing down the gauntlet and saying, you don't care about the whales. I don't care about the whales. We're going to have this offshore wind in New Jersey. So he's on Channel 12 in Jersey uh, with a guy, let's face it, I get it, the host is happy to have him. And he gives little pushback when Murphy goes off about his joke that he told about the whales, and he challenges people. He knows they really don't care about those whales. Now, Jeff Andrews is going to be on it one tomorrow. He wrote a long, scathing rejoinder to this about the evidence that people care about this. They care about fishing. They care about marine life. They care about the Jersey Shore and the memories they get in the summers and all that. And they're not going to let this guy, just from the manor high, roll over top of them. And what he's mad about is, up until this point, we have stopped them cold. You know what it takes to stop this in a wired place like Jersey, a big Danish company, Orsted, to make them pull out? They just can't take it. It's personal. Yeah, it is. It's personal to me, too. It's hand-to-hand combat with this guy. So listen to what he says on Channel 12. They're taking calls. This is right after a call about the whole situation with the whales. Considering you now have the Atlantic City project that you mentioned yesterday, which are 40 miles or more out, which, which, by the way, seem to have appeased some. Yeah, I mean, may I touch it? One of personal privilege. Uh, the folks who are against offshore wind, by the way, I don't get it. It's clean energy in the most densely populated state in America, and it's thousands of union jobs, and overwhelmingly they're in South Jersey. Uh, and there are folks down there, typically on the other side of the aisle, that uh, are against this. I, I, for the life of me, don't understand that. Um, but yes, uh, I, I'm not an expert, but I felt that 12 miles out was uh far enough out and we've seen renderings that show that i keep promising to bring the renderings here and i keep forgetting i should now bring the 15 and the 40s uh with me uh the answer is i believe they are um that's a plus or minus a norm obviously the the recent solicitation 40 miles out uh, everyone loved because uh, that's even further further on the horizon and you can't see them and i mentioned yesterday apparently there are no whales out 40 miles because people have stopped complaining to me uh uh, to let that one sink in for a minute. But the answer is, yeah, I'm not an expert, but I've seen the renderings at 12, and I thought they were fine, and 15, I'm sure, will be a little finer, and 40, obviously, is even further on. Were you expecting? I, I'm just, I have to ask, were you expecting to get more of a laugh when you said that yesterday? Oh, people, it's one of those things where it's sunk in over time. You sort of heard people chuckling uh, when you refer to it. It's the truth. I mean, it's, my view is this. Let's be straight with each other. Whether I agree with you or not, I'm opposed to offshore wind. I'm not going to hide behind the whales. I'm opposed to it. Okay, I got it. At least you're you're standing up for yourself. I'm, I'm obviously a huge advocate. And by the way, we care about the whales. And, and uh, we follow all the science and the guidance from the feds. All right. Stop standing. Stop standing. Stop standing behind the whales. Stop hiding behind it. No one's hiding behind the whales. We let you know we're against this. This other boondoggle. 
this just government uh, not uh, uh, listening to people in Ocean City and local control, the big money that's behind it. And for Murphy, it's not money. It's the gold star to go national. Look at what he's done for the climate. Look at this gigantic project. You will not see those, though, that he has to look at this. Or the Kennedys, for example, when they tried to do that. Or John Kerry or any of them, right? Well, we want the Jersey Shore that we've always had. And yes, people did care about the whales because Murphy has it all wrong. If people did not care about the whales, emotionally, this would not have come to such a fever pitch. So many people would not be involved. People are leading busy lives, trying to pay all the taxes and regulations and buy dynamics and whether they're going to have cereal for dinner or not that the Murphys of the world inflict on a daily basis. So, yeah, the whales were the draw that brought attention to this. And thank God. And the dolphins. And seeing that. And people genuinely care about that marine life. But they care about a multitude of things. So, Murphy, imagine this fat cat of fat cats and his fat cat wife. They begrudge people that are also against this because they don't want their vision of the Jersey Shore despoiled by clowns like this. We're not allowed to feel that, yet they can have their enclaves that will never have this inflicted on them. No, that's also a legitimate reason to be against this. It absolutely is. Then the phoniness of two million homes and yada, yada, yada. He's mad because he is just going to bludgeon the opposition. They're not going to let up on this. They're throwing down the gauntlet that the fight is on. Well, we're going to beat you. And I know that won't stop you from spending money and do this, but over the period of time, you'll be out of office. And hopefully, she'll never be in office. Love to get your reaction. How many times do we have to say, yes, it's the whales? but it's a multitude of things. That's what's involved. Stop standing, stop hiding behind the whales. Imagine from progressives who always hide behind, it's for the children. It's an investment. It's the children. It's the poor. It's the destitute. For any scheme that they have, you talk about hiding behind that. How many times do we have to hear that? So 855-839-1210, you get in. AT&T. And Verizon Wireless, all we need you to do is just push pound 1210. Hey, one more reminder about conservative tours that I love the trips we've gone on with them. And my favorite, Italia, my favorite destination in the world for a lot of people, for a lot of reasons, it's Italy. It's called the Grand Event for good reason. It's Rome, Tuscany, Florence, Oriveto. Siena, Venice, Milan, the Northern Italian Lakes region. We love that in the last trip. 12 days touring and the kind of dining events that Conservative Tours is famous for in Italy. 5371, that includes your airfare, the Colosseum, the Vatican, Trevi Fountain, Piazza Navona, fully escorted by my great friends, the Conservative Tours team in Italy, Lorenzo, Romina, and you've heard Giuseppe on with me, right? Call them toll-free to get all the details, 888-733-9494, or go to conservativetours.com. 
Tuscany beckons, and it's time to answer Florence, the history, the beauty, San Gimignano, bustling Siena. Then it's on to the grand finale. You will love Venice, Milan, the pristine resort of Streza, Lake Maggiore, Bellagio. This is fall in Italy. Get there. First step, go to conservativetours.com. Dom Giordano, um, you know, I like Panera Bread, like the next person. They make a great lunch, like when you're out at a radio station, they bring stuff in and all. But oh my God, Gavin Newsom signed into law a measure that raises the minimum wage of food, uh, fast, fast food workers from $16 an hour to $20 an hour in California. But the Fast Food Accountability and Standards Act, the FAST Act, includes an unusual carve-out. And uh, Newsom has a lot of connection to the guy that got carved out here. It benefits Greg Flynn, the billionaire CEO of Flynn Restaurant Group, the company that owns two dozen Panera Bread locations in California. Went to the same high school with uh, Gavin Newsom. The carve-out is... You don't have to pay the $20 an hour to these fast food workers. It exempts chains that bake bread and sell it as a standalone item. Wow. Yes. Can you imagine? How many other chains do that? Uh, yeah. I don't know how many do, but I mean, I don't think wh- any. what happens if they just bake a loaf of bread that day and yeah. they don't have to do it? But the real power of these hack politicians, and I've talked about this over the years, it's amazing. Well, Newsom, this is pretty big here, is stuff like the sales tax. I forget if you go into the restaurant, fast food restaurant, is it a sales tax? And if you don't outside, one or the other is. Um, a ver- some sweaters have a sales tax, others don't. How do they arrive at that? Well, corporate donations. Pennsylvania is an example. You look at it, you can't believe the stuff they tax or don't tax for the sales tax and the rationale. But you're right, Henry. How many uh, as a, is a major part of what they do? Yeah, like I can't think of any besides Panera. Yeah, that's Panera Bread. That's yeah. why they call it that, Panera yeah. Bread. Yeah, good stuff. And the guy, it's not like, well, how did that get in there? The guy knows him from school, big contributor, et cetera. It's not like it's murky. How did Panera Bread get in there? I would advise these chains then to bake a loaf of bread a day or a roll or a snow, you know, half a roll, a, a croissant, something. And then say, we're complying. We're not going to give you $20 an hour. I'd advise the Panera workers to strike even. Yeah, we exactly. want $20. Like, exactly. What are you working at Panera Bread for? Are they going to keep on getting people, the guy that makes the bread? You know, it's an art to do this kind of stuff. There in California, Gavin Newsom, I'm not going to do any art. I'm just going to go straight forward and do it. It's going to be interesting. Can you imagine Trump playing with this with Gavin Newsom? Oh, Somehow or another, it'll, it'll make its way into God only knows how he'll um, twist it. All right, let's go to the uh, Earl of Tacconi here on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Earl, welcome in. Hey, Dom. Um, yeah, um, you had a uh, comment earlier about uh, the sign that says it's 1939 all over again. Yes. Uh, people don't know their history. And you know I'm going to tell you um, an obscure little story about uh, the, how this whole thing plays out. With the Ukraine war, I've been doing research, finding out you know, what is with the Ukrainians and the Russians. Uh, in the 20th century, uh, during World War I, Germany was fighting a two-front war. So in order to get Russia out of the war, 
Germany sent Lenin back to Russia to institute the Russian Revolution and to overthrow the czar and kill the czar in exchange for territorial concessions. Uh, Poland and what you know as Eastern Bloc was released, and Ukraine was given to Germany. And the first thing that Ukraine did when they were released from Russian control is they turned around and they declared war on Russia. Now, in retaliation for that, in 1932, Russia instituted a famine in Ukraine that was so bad that the Ukrainians had to uh, uh, indulge in cannibalism in order to survive. So when 1939 rolled around, you know, being fresh on the memory of having to eat your friends and family in order to survive, the Nazis come in and say, you know, we're going to give you weapons in order to go and, uh, you know, kill Russians. And it's like, yeah, sure, you know, the Ukrainians will sign up with anybody that will help them go and kill Russians. That's why there's that uh, SS monument in the uh, suburban cemetery, because the Ukrainians signed up with the Nazis because they wanted to help them yep. kill the Russians. Exactly. So, so this has nothing to do with Trump. When they say it's 1939 all over again, I know you may uh, not like this, but that's referring to Biden as Hitler and not Trump, because Biden's the one giving Ukrainians money to kill Russians, just like Hitler helped the Ukrainians kill Russians. Yeah, I would just avoid the Hitler references. You know, that's the oh, only I thing. But, that, I mean, but, I get uh, your I get your point though. Whoever was in charge of Germany versus and the uh, geopolitics of it, yeah. Uh, and again, this is sacred ground. When you start throwing around 1939, it's Hitler again. You better really have something that is just you know not replete with all the stuff that you've just said, or all, you you just can't go there. It's a singular event. And it just cheapens the arguments. I, I can't imagine her constituents are buying into this. Who's your um, phenom, Earl? Uh, mine is going to be Fred Astaire, who uh, learned how to dance for a lack of daycare. Uh, Fred Astaire's sister uh, went to dance class. And his mother, because there was no daycare or babysitter or anything, Fred Astaire was at the dance classes with his sister. And that's where he learned how to dance. And he was just such a natural at it. Uh, the actress, Sid Charisse, her husband said that she could tell who she was dancing with when she came home. Uh, if her shins were all black and blue and bruised up, she was dancing with Gene Kelly. And if she didn't have any bruises on her shins, it was because she was dancing with the naturally graceful Fred Astaire. <laughs> Fred Astaire is a good one. I don't know. Uh, that's quite a story. He's uh, that he learned it from daycare. Yeah, Fred Astaire, uh, natural, without a doubt. All right, hit us with that. It's the lightning round. Mickey Mantle retired tomorrow. I know we moved it up to today because it's a leap year at all. At Yankee Stadium. And I, I just always thought, can you imagine the guy that saw Mickey Mantle first and just saw that raw, almost second to none on almost any athletic endeavor that you can think of and discovered him? So hit us with somebody who was a natural. Some of the leaders so far, Alexander the Great, Mozart, have been pretty good. Might be somebody that can top them, though. At 855-839-1210. This Panera Bread thing, um, let's see if Newsom is called to account for it. Seems like a small thing, you know, four bucks off, but just blatant. And not even hiding it here. And saying, yeah, if you bake bread. When you create one of these loopholes that only one company somehow or another fulfills right there, that, that should be criminal behavior, really. It's suspect beyond belief. I've told the story many times, too. I had in studio Newsom. He does look spectacular. But the baggage, when vetted with this guy, is going to be enormous. All right, 855-839-1210. 
That's how you get in with Dom on Talk Radio 1210. The time has come for the final test. Uh, we usually call it the lightning round. That is right. Hit us with your best shot. A natural, a phenom, uh, preferably not in the world of sports, but it could be in sports. By the way, Rand Paul, uh, we talked uh, a bit today about RFK Jr. saying, yeah, Rand Paul should be the Senate leader. I'm reading this. He says, um, no, we shouldn't sell $238 million sale of F-16s, $23 billion, to Turkey. Turkey uh, praised Hamas as a liberation group. Turkey's military fired at our troops in Syria. Turkey's police imprisoned those who dare to criticize the leader. Doesn't sound to me like the actions of an ally. You know, all this stuff with military hardware, uh, military contractors, etc. Rand Paul, RFK Jr., both on, on the money on this. Yeah, Turkey as an ally. Imagine uh, Hamas is a liberation group. All right, let's go to um, does Joe in Bordentown. I have an answer. Nothing's in the block. No. Okay, let's go to Bruce in the Northeast. Hey, Bruce, afternoon. What do you have? Hey, Dom. You know, uh, you mentioned Jim Thorpe. Well, you said it was the greatest athlete of the first half of the century. Yes. 20th century. Who would you say would be the second half? I was just curious. Ah, uh, yeah, I got to think about that. Do you have yeah. uh, somebody that you think was? Well, yeah, just off the top of my mind, maybe Muhammad Ali, but there's several choices. Well, I would give you, and look, I am such a fan of bigness bigger than life. I would say Wilt Chamberlain, who yeah. first time he tried the high jump, broke the record, right. bowled without putting holes in the ball, and averaged 210, right. and then the basketball stuff, and then there's the 20,000 rebounds, and then the women, whether that's true <laughs> or not. That's pretty well, athletic. He was, a, he, he was like a gentleman, too. He didn't show off a lot. Yeah. You know? No, I, I might put uh, Wilt's name into the hat there as a natural. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Who do you have, and, Bruce? Uh, uh, by the way, Mickey Mantle would have had even a greater career, but he injured his knee early in his career on the field in a drain or something. And, uh, yeah, he did. And, uh, you know, the alcoholism didn't help. <laughs> oh, that's right, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he'll drink to that. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, he was a natural-born winner and an athlete of beauty and grace, and I'm referring to the legendary Secretarian. Yes, one of my favorite athletes of all time, if you can say a horse is an athlete. Absolutely. S- Secretariat coming down the backstretch. I, I was meaning you to stop and look back at the other horses. What was it? I should know that now. 27 lengths or something, you know, at the Belmont, yeah. which is a longer race. That, to me, is one of the greatest athletic accomplishments. But never see that. It's too competitive. No. Yeah, I'm, to be, I'm with you there. Yeah, to ride. It needs to be in the conversation more for greatest athlete. Yeah, I mean, how in the world could you beat the other best horses in the world by that much? Yeah. It's not possible. Uh, let's go to um, Richard in Somerdale with Dom. All right, Richard, how are you? What do you have today? Okay, how are you guys doing today? Good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have a one. He started out very young in the Music Man. Then he went on to the Andy Griffith Show. Then he went on to Happy Days. Then he did some movies, American Graffiti. And now he's a, one of the biggest producers and directors in Hollywood. That's Ron Howard. Uh, that's an interesting one. I don't know about a natural early. Yeah, he was Opie. He was stuff like that early on. It, uh, it passes. Drew, I don't even know how we get this one. Drew of Upper Derby. All right, Drew, you got Charles the, what, 12th of Sweden. Charles the, 
Charles the Twelfth of Sweden. Okay. Uh, Dom, as a young boy, he was king of Sweden. And as he got older, he went on to the battlefield. This is during the 17th and 18th centuries. And Peter the Great was at his height. And Charles the Twelfth, his armies were so small, but he amassed victory after victory against Peter the Great. Yeah, and he, and, uh, he was brilliant because his army was so small, but he still beat the Russians. And- All right, thank you. Thanks. I'm flat out of time, Drew, on that one. I'll have to check on that one. I mean, it sounds legit to me. All right, uh, Henry, there were some worthy contenders. Mm-hmm. So we got three or four that are going to be hard to separate. Yeah, yet. I think so, too. And I, I think, at least in my opinion, those have to be Tony from Delco with Alexander the Great. Yep. Uh, Kevin and Bucks with Mozart. Uh, and I really did uh, my, like Mike and Langhorn's call about Jim Thorpe. Okay, yeah. I liked it too. But I, I think I gotta go. I should have taken it off the board. I didn't. Th- I can't think of them all. Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. You know, by thirty, thirty-three, conquering the world and saying, "What else can I do?" <laughs> That's pretty hard to beat. Let's put him into the hat uh, tomorrow. We already know it. Dan and I talked about it. Be ready. All-time great ending in a movie. This is going to be really competitive. Really fierce. I got to so, think on this. One. Yeah, you got. I got mine in mind, but it's a close call. Uh, Richie always next. We got the breaking. Biden and Trump will hold competing border visits. About ready to start anytime. We'll see if President Biden issues an executive order. Thanks to Henry and Jim. Rich for four hours. I'm back tomorrow, noon until three. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Joe Alexson has a new title, In-House Guru. Dom Giordano, weekdays 9 till noon on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT.